how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's to the circle of eight championship on the line ire and cage my acute podcast ladies and gentlemen here on the blood and entertainment network and also on circle debate podcast ladies and gentlemen youtube channel thank you all of you for joining in here the host devious one obviously here with my other host with your familia the greatest family of all time the greatest mma podcasters of all time here let me go ahead and choose of course half of the modest of pain because he, he did bring that pain. If you follow him on IG, he brought some pain last week to some other guy with his jabs. Jabbing, yeah. jabbing, jabbing. <laughs> there you go. And that is, of course, the Fata, Fata, former Tapology World Champion, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Mata's championship on the line. What is going on, my brother? It was good to be back, baby. <laughs> That's right. I am hey. glad that you're back. Alex, uh, your last name? Are you, are you a descendant of the God of War? Mars. That's right. Minus yeah, all right. Yeah, God yeah. of War. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is going on, Bid Buster Graydon? What's going on, Streets? What is going on? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And of course, I gotta save this man for last. This man is has the IQ that Bakley could have, but you know. He's a long, far ahead from having IQ this this man right here has because he brings that rage in that cage, ladies and gentlemen. That's why he's a phenomenal one himself. That's why he is the ire of all ires here, ladies and gentlemen. Iron Jim, ladies and gentlemen. Coach Rage, what is going on? Coach! <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today because we got an upcoming so fight. Ahead, I was please. see. I always I always wear a tank top because in the because uh, I always wear a tank top and I don't change <laughs> for this. So I just wear my tank top because in the circle of debate logo, there's one guy with the with the tank top doing this, but he has hair. So maybe I'll get a wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris. Oh man, Chris, if you're watching this, uh, director, <laughs> I would have clipped this for him just for that. <laughs> Oh, man. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, today we're here to talk about this upcoming what happened this Saturday. And that is, of course, UFC 288, as we have Alfred Sterling, the, of course, defending the World Battleweight Championship versus Henry Cejudo, his return. And of course, the co-main event. I mean, a lot of changes happened in this card. A lot of changes. See, Oliveira and Darush was moved. Of course, that was already, that was supposed to schedule. Uh a lot of fights change in this card, and and then also, so we got uh, the co-main event. We got Bill Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. So that was announced like 24 hours, 48 hours ago was announced, and this is the rest of the card that we have here, so you guys can see. Oh, well, Mitchell's off. So Mitchell's off. That's right. Yeah. So Mitchell's off. I guess. Yeah. Jesus it was a Christ. back injury. He said. 
back yeah. injury, right? Okay, so he's he's the spinal. one. Spinal. Oh, spinal. 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 How um, Mike Tyson, Tyson. wants yeah. <laughs> I guess he's fighting Diego Lopez, right? So that's who he's fighting. So he's Lopes. out of the card. Lopes, there you go. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's Lopez. I, I, it's Lopez because it's with, yeah. a, it's with, a, with, it's with an S. S. Right, yeah. that's, that's what I'm like. It's with an S. Oh man, and this this is taking place in New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. That's right at the course at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Oh, 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 oh wow! There are a couple of in Jersey folks are probably watching and listening to this. Oh, that's okay. uh, that's shout out to everybody on the chat. Uh, before we begin, I wanted to go ahead and. Play a little clip for you guys before we begin with the prediction. So I want to go ahead and announce, of course, that coming to the Bloodline Entertainment Network, which I need to look for that damn video. So, but yeah, but let me see here, ladies and gentlemen. I will play it for you in such in a few moments. But we do have a special debut coming up here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network coming to you. So let me just go ahead and uh, play that video as it's loading. So bear with me here for a moment. I thought I had it ready, but it's not ready as of yet. Bound damn computer. Hurry up. There you go. So here you go. Check this teaser trailer. That's right. The director's cut is coming to you on the Blood Entertainment Network, debuting May 9th. Stay tuned if you're not subscribed to the Blood Entertainment Network on YouTube and Twitch. Subscribe now and stay tuned for that as we will be having movie reviews now on the Blood Entertainment Network. So stay tuned for that. Your host, Graydon, will be hosting that. And stay tuned for that on Tuesday, May 9th, as he will be reviewing Guardians of the Galaxy. So make sure you tune for that. I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. All right, let's get uh, into I, that. I can review a movie called Love in the Villa, uh, which my wives and I were watching right before this. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? It's <Okay>. so bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, we have a little time before where I gotta do my do our podcast, and mm -hmm. so let's just throw on some something light and silly. It was so bad. Oh. So bad. It's on Netflix. Avoid oh. it at all costs. Okay. Thank you yeah. for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. I hope the missus doesn't try to come and see it, but yeah. I hope she doesn't persuade me because I don't want I do not want to see no, it. No, no, she <laughs> won't even like it. <laughs> no, no, I was like, oh maybe, you know, but no. Not even the girls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the action, gentlemen. Now let's get into the main card of the UFC 288. First fight of the night in a featherweight bout. We do have Cron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. As you can see, the bet slips are there, courtesy of Bakley putting the odds for these two fighters in this card. So, man, um, like I said, there's a lot of things changes, but I want to take it to you, Alex. Break it down for us. Give us your take on who will take this fight right here in the featherweight division. 
yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's the return of Crone Gracie, Ice Cream Crone. Um, you know, people that don't know is the son of the legend Hickson Gracie. And, uh, you know, he's back after um, a long layoff. I think his last fight was in 2019, I believe. And I, it wow. was his first loss against uh, Cub Swanson. So, you know, um, again, he's, you know, a legend of, in the jiu-jitsu game. You know, obviously that's his bread and butter. Obviously, he's going to go for the takedown. Um, his stand-up is getting better, too. Um, I know he's he's done some training with the Diaz brothers, getting his stand-up, um, proving it on that. But, you know, his first fight back is, you know, it's not an easy fight. You know, he's Jordan's been in the in the UC for a long time. And, you know, yeah, like, he's had some good performances. He's had some bad performances. But, you know, he's a veteran in the game. He's had a lot of fights in the UFC. So it's going to be a very, very tough fight uh for chrome but you know i've i think uh chrome's is gonna i think chrome's gonna end up getting um the takedown and i think once he gets on top that's a person you know you do not want to be on you do not want to be uh, on the bottom with uh chrome's atop you so i'm gonna go with crone i think he gets submission um i'm gonna go second round mm, second round okay damn he's been out that long right Jeez. yeah Wow. Okay. This is going to be interesting. So I need to study more of Gracie. And I'm going to call on the history on, of, of course, on Gracie. Coach, who do you got on this one? Um, I think – so was this fight scheduled or did somebody drop out and then they had uh, to – I think it was scheduled. Yeah, this was scheduled, yeah. Uh, I think this is housekeeping. I think – uh Jordan has lost two in a row. Crone mm-hmm. uh, has been a disappointment for the UFC. Uh, he was brought into the UFC to bring the jiu-jitsu base fans and revitalize the Gracie name. And and he's he's been he's just been a, a a disappointment he hasn't performed uh he hasn't performed in the fight in the cage but he's he's a dismal failure as far as bringing eyes and and ticket sales which is really all the the company cares about so uh somebody's got to lose and the company doesn't care which one um from what i've seen about the odds on this card Oddly, <laughs> or unusually, <laughs> I agree with the odds makers uh, on all the fights, uh, and that that rarely ever happens. So I think uh, I think Jordan is a well-rounded fighter. I think Crone is not. I think Crone is uh, a relic of the past, a, a jujitsu-based fighter with no stand-up and no. He's not well-rounded. Uh, his takedowns are not, he doesn't have the wrestling. He doesn't have the, he just can't get it done. I, I don't see it. I see Jordan knocking him out. Um, yeah. Jordan's a finisher. If if you look, you know, he's got, I don't remember his, his exact, exact stats, but uh, he, he has a very high finish rate. Mm, and okay. uh when he wins, he wins big, and when he loses, he loses big. So, but I, I see him. I, I just, you know, if if we think back to the last time 
Crone fought. That uh, was Cub Swanson, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And Cub just picked him apart and pieced him up. <laughs> um, Jordan has a lot more power than than Cub. Uh, and I don't I don't think Crone has the the wrestling to actually get the takedown to do the jujitsu. So I think uh I think Charlie Jordan is gonna win this with a knockout. I think it's gonna happen sometime in the second. Oh yeah. And just to give you his stats, he's I mean he, he's you know eight wins by knockout, four by submission, and four first round finishes. Yeah. So but yeah, uh, if Charles does lose, I think he could be cut. Yeah, exactly. Uh-oh. That's that's what that's I was saying. Time. Both both these guys are are on the chopping block, and uh, you know I think Jordan knows that, and I think Crone uh, doesn't really care. I don't think he's really. I don't think he's really all excited you think about he's, MMA. Do you think he's doing it for a paycheck? You know, I think. Uh, I think he makes so much money on the circuit and on the, the seminars and, and, you know, um, and doing the pajama wrestling stuff. You know, I just, I think it was, you know, something that he thought, and then now he's got this contract with the UFC and um, yeah, the, the company's not very excited about either of these guys and uh, somebody has got to lose and whoever lose loses is getting cut. So Mm. Yeah, I wish they could have put. That being said, I think Jordan is more passionate about MMA than Crone, and I think he's going to fight harder to not get cut. And I think, uh, yeah, that's that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm just surprised they put this as a main card. I I was, you know, looking at the early (laughs) prelims and prelims, I would expect them to put Braxton Smith and Parker Porter at least a heavyweight bout. But Crone, yeah. but Crone has a name though. That's yeah, but it name, doesn't right? draw. It doesn't draw. It really doesn't. It 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 just doesn't carry over. Uh, they want that, but it just it just doesn't. So, you know, maybe it's in his contract. Who knows? But if if you like, I was reading. I saw this article where Crone was saying, "Oh, you know, they shouldn't have rounds. They should have twenty-five minute rounds." and Blah blah blah, and it's like, man, we did that shit in the nineties, and it sucked. <laughs> it was but boring to watch. Think, I just think because that's all he has going for himself is that he's a greasy. Yeah, yeah, and and you know it worked back then because eventually, if you don't get knocked out, yeah, you're gonna drag him down, slow it down, and grind it out. First of all, nobody gives a shit. We're watching. We want to see exciting explosive athletes fucking each other up that's what we want to see we don't want to see long we don't want to watch a 25 minute round and we don't even want to watch a 25 minute fight we want to see it you know um but yeah most of the comments were about how is this even on the main card why? Why isn't you know? Why isn't Drew Dober's on the main card? Why isn't there a heavyweight on the main card? That's what I was saying because I'm like, looking at it. Like, why <laughs> did they put a heavyweight? It makes no fucking sense because now you have two two featherweights. But I get out of this point because that's a name. But and like it or not, like you know, he you know like yeah, he's six and one or 
yeah, five and one. Yeah, five, five and one, but five and one. all the five 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 wins are by finish. They're by submissions. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're get they're trying to bank on him getting a submission win. Yeah, and then, yeah. And it and it yeah. is the family name and it is a legacy and and it it could, you know, maybe because he's training with the Diaz brothers, maybe they're thinking maybe they'll get some of that fan base. Um who knows? Mm. That's interesting. And also too, like casuals, they they know what Gracie is. So as soon as they see a Gracie name, they're gonna be like, "Oh, Gracie's fighting." You know, they don't yep. have to know anything about him, but the yep. fact that he's just a Gracie, they'll tune in. Yeah, yeah. And and it's funny, like the casual war around the Gracie name. Uh, I I was watching like some you know some YouTube videos and people were like, yeah, like this this skinny 150 pound guy fought like 20 guys in one night and beat. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, do, 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 do. holy balls! <laughs> but it's really it's funny because it's like, okay. Hey, send us send us that link in the chat. I want to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> you want to check yeah. that out? I am curious enough to see that. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh. Oh, what's his name? Curran Jacobs uh, is a catch wrestler, and he he made a documentary on the history of catch wrestling. And there was there was a clip from that where a guy was like, you know, flipping burgers or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you ever heard of catch wrestling? No. Have you ever heard of Gracie Jiu Jitsu? Yeah, bro. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, okay." Um, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and it's expensive to call it a documentary, and I'm I'm I resent that I actually paid money to see the thing. Ninety oh. percent uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the people that were interviewed, I'm actually friends with, and that's cool. Man, Eric Paulson was in it. Uh, Josh Barnett was in. It. Yeah, cool, awesome, my bros, no problem. But don't mm-hmm. fucking call it a documentary and don't put don't make me pay fucking five dollars to watch this shit. Throw it up on YouTube because that's the quality of it. And if you're doing it to promote the history of catch and to promote catch wrestling, holy shit, could I go further off on a tangent? We got something to talk about, and it's not catch wrestling. <laughs> What's the next fight? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> See, if the director were here, he'd keep me in line. He would. But hey, it's it's free for all, man. You know, you know me. I'm I'm you know me. I'm cool. But yes, the second part of the night, we do got another featherweight bout here, which it's a it was scheduled to be Bryce Mitchell and Jonathan Pierce, but unfortunately, both of these fighters, of course, uh, were you know withdraw from one spinal. One of them had a spinal. The other one was undisclosed. <laughs> and now we got these two replacements here. Which in the featherweight division we got uh, Mosvar Elbov and Diego Lopes or Lopez. I don't know if it's Lopez with a Z, but I didn't know he had with an S. Lopes, like Lopes, Lopes. I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> and they're unfortunately, you know, looking at the odds. There's, I don't know why Bakery didn't put the odds in this one, but the odds is minus two twenty six Mosvar and Diego is plus two twenty. So that's what we got on this one, but. Man, Alex, who do you got on this featherweight bout? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about Lopes. Um, I know he's twenty and five, and he's got eleven submissions, so that tells you he has a good ground game. Um, but you know, uh, most 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 are, 
you know, he's undefeated. You know, he's undefeated. He's got some really good names. You know, Dan Ige. Oh, that's right. Ige. You know, who's really tough. He got one over him. And, man, it's just really tough because he got, like, a grappler. But, oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go, man, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Lopes catches him. I mean, you could catch him with a submission coming in, you know. He has a really good ground game. But I don't see that. I see Mozart gets the – I'm going to go decision on this one. I think Mozart beats him. Um because I think it's only like two week no a week notice or like two week notice. I think, uh, I think it was like a two week notice. Of look, of what I'm looking on the on the on the reports that it was like yeah. Two week so uh, Mosar had like 14 day notice and and Lopes or Lopez had like five or seven days notice. Shit. Like it's Jeez. super short notice for both these guys. However, Mosar uh, Mavzar, I don't. <laughs> I'm just gonna call <laughs> the Russian. Uh, does cut more weight, so the short notice is going to impact him. But you know, I don't know. Short notice, short notice yeah. sucks. Yeah. Unless you guys, unless you guys eat right, train right, and sleep right. That's right. Let him know, coach. And the floor is yours. Take it away. Um. So I, I, again, I I, <laughs> I I already gave all my predictions because I said I agree with the odds makers. Unless <laughs> uh, unless the odds have changed since I last looked at them. But uh, yeah, I think the Russians going to take it. When we look at their fight styles, when I look at their fight styles, uh, Movzar, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, if I'm totally butchering his name, um, he is well-rounded. He's got all the aspects of the game. His strength and conditioning is off the charts. He does everything really well, but he doesn't do anything spectacular. He's not great at any one thing, but uh, he's really strong. He's really durable. He's really tough. Uh, and he's just very well-rounded. Diego, on the other hand, is not well-rounded. Uh, yeah, he's a submission specialist. But the higher up the food chain you go, the worse those guys tend to do. Mm. And what's going to happen is uh, Diego's going to get hurt. He's going to get his face smashed in. Is he going to be in this fight? Is it going to be in the next fight? Is it going to be in the fight after that? I don't know. But when you start pulling guard inside the octagon, you get hurt. You get hurt. Sorry, guys. And Diego is a guard puller. And so because he's a guard puller, I have nothing but disdain for him. And I am morally obligated to pick uh, pick the Russian in this fight. So... How's it going to end? Let's go and end it by ground and pound. Round three. <laughs> Not even a decision. I was just round nah. three. <laughs> round three, ground and pound. Oh, man. Just very quick. Shout out to the chat. TK, what's going on, my brother? TK and Nick, of course, Mr. Universal Wrestling Podcast. And my travel chief, Devin Clark's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, it was up to you. Graded and streets again. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I go Mosvar decision. I'm not familiar with Diego at all. Mosvar, I am. He's undefeated, very round one, you know, fighter. So, I, I mean, I can't add too much when you guys already digressed him. And so, it would be cool to see Lopes one, though. It would, it would be, be especially, especially if you read his tattoo. 
What does it say there? Like, it's, it's a, a dream, dream believe, believe, and make it make happen. it happen. Ah, nice. <laughs> he made it happen. He's from the UFC, so that's right. Well, that's, that's right, right. Yeah, and taking this short day notice, right? Like five, five, six day notice. Wow. Hey, and and he does have a a, a very good record. He does have a very yeah. good record. Twenty and five, not bad. That's good. Mm. Well, with 11, 11 submissions, submissions yeah. and half of those being in the first round, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how old is he, by the way? I'm curious because I know he's uh, like most 15. Artists 29. <laughs> he looks like 15, right? <laughs> he looks like he's like 22, 23. I know most of our 20 is like probably be 30. He's but 28. He's oh, okay. Damn, he looks young for and he's 5'11 too. Jeez. Oh, what's uh at, at 145? So we got a tall, tall, skinny guy. What's uh what's the Russian? Uh, the Russian, his high, he's 29. Yeah, he is 5'8. Five five oh, eight. wow, mm. yeah. the big guy, okay. yeah, that's gonna way difference. So much stronger, so much stronger. Jesus, I, I wanted to see what's the what's the reach advantage. So, what okay, so this they're even out 772.5 inch, seventy two point five inch, and that's always crazy to me right it's like right. the taller guy doesn't have the longer reach but it, it reach a lot of the reach is the rib cage ah so there you go yeah there like i don't have very i have like normal size arms but my my rib cage is broad so my reach is longer than average mm. yeah but where this guy homeboy lopes or lopez uh he's frail he's a skinny little dude with a with small bones um, which is another reason we want to see him win, but he's not gonna. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh jeez! Now we got the third card, the fight of the of the night, the, the pay-per-view card. We have the women's strawweight, Jessica Andrade, of course, versus Xiaon Yang, of course, in the women's strawweight division. And Andrade is minus one eighty five, and Yam plus one fifty five. That is interesting. Okay, but okay, uh, very very interesting. But I'll take it to you, Alex. Who do you got on this fight? Ah, oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I know Jessica's last fight was against uh, Danchfield, and man, she did not look good. No, in that fight. no, no. Um, she got she got she got dominated. To be honest, uh, Major. She, she didn't look good. Um. Did she lose? Yeah, yeah she, she lost. lost. Yeah, she got submitted. She got submitted. Oh, right. And it was all like sloppy and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sloppy submission. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, at one but, point, like Benchfield, I mean, it was wrong. Like, she has great ground game, but her stand up isn't, you know, it's okay. And man, and Andrade is more of the stand up. And man, she was out landing, she was landing strikes on Andrade, and Andrade couldn't land anything on her. So, yeah. That was. Uh, yeah, um, it's a tough one because then Jan, you know, she she beat Mackenzie Dern, but she lost to Sparge, she lost to Marino Rodriguez. But before that, she was beating tough girls, uh, Claudia, Angela Hill. Um, but yeah, uh, it's a tough one. I mean, at this point, man, it's, it's I hate to say this because Andrade's, you know, former world champion, but I think she's at that point where she's kind of like a gatekeeper now. You know, and just staying there. Like, she won't win a title. She, they won't put an entire picture, but she's going to... She, like, if you get a win over her, you know, you're ready for a title. Um, but it's a tough one. 
Um, I like Andrade. I like her style. And I like Jan too, but man, I'm going to go with ooh, Jan on this one. I think she gets it done. I'm going to go with decision on this one. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to go with Jan. I like Jan's last performance. Andrade really last performance really disappointed me, I think. And I'm interested to see if she's going to come from back from that one too. I mean, like I said, I hope she does, but I feel, you know, why not Yon? I mean, look, I mean, I'm looking at the rankings too. I mean, I know you mentioned about, oh, you, you beat Andrade, you get a title shot. I'm like, fuck, that's kind of fucked up. Uh, but no, but like, it's just because if you, if you get a win over her, it looks good in your record. Right. You know, because right, right. you, you got a former world champion in your, in your record. So it looks good on that on paper. Like, oh, yeah, I beat a former world champion. So, you know, she get a title shot. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's at fours right now in, in the rankings, and Yon is at six. So this is going to be good for Yon. I mean, so I, I, I'm going to go gonna go with Yon on this one, too, decision. I'm, I'm going to go with that. All right. Coach, who do you got on this one? Uh oh. So <laughs> here comes the coach. Yeah. Yeah, um, here we go. Right, let's go. I want to hear this. I'm curious. Well, initially I, I was I was thinking that Andrage gets it done. I uh but then after I heard you guys talking, I started thinking about what you guys were saying and how ineffective she was in her last fight so was that just is that where she's at now and she's you know she's on the wrong side of 30 and uh she's had a long career and has had a rough time getting here so is that is her last fight is that indicative of what we're going to see is that who shows up uh and if if the same girl from the last fight shows up, then yeah, then yeah. then Jan should take it. Mm-hmm. However, I am not impressed with Jan, like at all. Okay. Um, she beat she she eked out a win over Mackenzie Dern, but it was a decision win, and all that really means is that she kept it standing, and Mackenzie. Incredible submission artist. Can't can't wrestle. <laughs> so, you know, and it's really like in this day and age, we have jujitsu people that can't wrestle, that can't initiate a legitimate takedown, that won't step outside their little circle of friends and their little cult. And actually learn real wrestling instead of goofy ass jujitsu wrestling. And uh, I hope you know. I hope I don't piss anyone off too much. Uh, I don't know who piss him off. Piss him off. But you know, right though. This pajama is that, right? pajama wrestling single leg is the wrong way to do a single leg. There's there's one right way to do a single leg. Um. And it and it's from wrestling. It's from <laughs> collegiate Olympic wrestling. So, uh, anyway, uh, Jan is is uh, she just doesn't impress me. I just don't see her being all. She's tall, 
you know <laughs> she uh she's pretty strong she's not as strong as jessica i'm not as strong as jessica i mean let's let's give a shit <laughs> um yeah i guess uh okay i'm gonna swing back i'm gonna say i'm gonna say andrage uh decision win okay. yeah all right yeah let's play safe okay i mean yeah, i'll be definitely watching this fighter for sure i want to see it. i'll be in the chat okay you're right again coach you're yeah, right i again. don't think this is going to be a, i mean i don't think this is going to be a very interesting fight i don't think either one of these ladies is uh all that phenomenal uh on the ground I don't think Jan is strong enough to get Jessica on the ground. I don't think Jessica's really going to try to take it to the ground. And I think if Jessica does take it to the ground, it doesn't stay there. Uh, so I think it's going to be a sloppy kickboxing match. Um, but when, you know, I mean, Jessica's got some power. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Now it's time for the co-main event. And, of course, this is a welterweight bout here that we have. And Bilal Muhammad, of course, as we – this was a match out of nowhere because it was supposed to be Charles Oliveira versus uh, Darush. But, unfortunately, Oliveira, undisclosed injury, had to pull out. So they moved the they moved the, that fight to UFC 289. And now we have this fight here happening uh, last minute. And we got Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns. The welterweight co-main event for this UFC 288. No Muhammad's plus 105, Gilbert Burns 130. That's where I'm like, what? Okay. And what? All right. for, for what it's worth, I'm happy that they did that. I'm happy that they bumped and they pushed both fighters, both uh, you know, Benil and Charles to the next card rather than making Charles fight somebody else. Yes. Yeah. That fight, first of all, if you're preparing to fight either Dariush or Charlie O's, you got to prepare just for that. And these two guys are, you know, you got Burns and Muhammad are very different than either Benio or or Charlie. So anyway, for what that's what that's worth, I'm sorry about uh, talking over you guys, but I'm happy that the the company decided to do that and just replace the fight altogether with another fight that needed to happen. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I'm actually kind of shocked that because remember, after Burns beat defeated Masvidal, he was supposed to be the backup for the Leon and Cummington. And for him to take this fight, it, that's what really shook me. Like, oh, well, okay. Say, hey, I, hey, I commend that man. And he just fought, what, what the hell, like, not even a month ago. He just fought, like, less than that. This man just fought on April 8th. We're on May 3rd. I got to give this man credit. Well, credit's due. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, Mohammed fought in October. And this is going to be a really, this is why I'm interested in this Coleman event. The fact is that you have someone who's just fought not even almost a month ago compared to this guy who's fought in October. We're already in May. I mean, I know he's been sitting on the sideline, been waiting too, but, you know, Bill Mohammed. But uh, I, I'll go right ahead. I mean, this is a really I. This is a I. I wonder if they make this a five round. I hope they did because I, I so far <laughs> I see it's three. Make yeah. this a five round co-main event because I am really interesting, really intrigued to how this is going to end up. You know, because and looking at the rankings too. So let's look at the welterweight rankings, right? So we have Muhammad at four. 
Burns at five. So four and five are fighting right now. Of course, they're not gonna book Chimayev. He's at the number fucking three. So he's he's sitting in the sidelines mainly right now. So now this is gonna be the one. I guess you could say determine determine the fight. Chimayev. I have no idea how they're gonna do this. Dana White needs to figure this shit out. That one <laughs> division has been like oh, closed. Is you can't go anywhere. It's stuck. Uh, but oh, and the odds too is really surprises me. Close. Hey, but you know what? It surprises me, but I'm kind of happy with these odds, to be honest. But I will take... I'm going to take Burns to shock the world, and I take him by decision because Burns has been hungry. He's been waiting for this. He's been asking for this title forever in this division. This man could do it, and he's going to shock the world by defeating Bill Muhammad. And I say, in ministry rounds... I'll take it as a decision. But I hope Dana White changes his mind. You want to just make it a five round. All right, then I'll go five rounds decision. I hope he does. But I'm actually, this is why I'm excited for that reason. Even though you mentioned coach, okay, yeah, but no, I am excited. I am excited because <laughs> of that reason. You got had one man who hasn't fought in, in you know, it has fought in October, and the other man that has just fought a month ago. So this is why I'm surprised that I, like I commend Burns for taking this fight. Uh, but Mind you, you know, Muhammad, the last fight he had, performance of the night, this man is well-rounded. So this is going to be a test for Gilbert. And I'm really – that's why I'm really excited for this one. But I I, I got Gilbert on this one. Who who had the performance of the night? Uh, Bill Muhammad, yes. So the last one that he fought in October. And the who, last what one, fight? He, what he, fight was that? Sean Brady, uh, UFC 280. Hmm. That's, yes. Yes, he won TKO, TKO, and that was in the second round. Knocked him out. This is why, I mean, this is going to be a test for Gilbert for sure. What is going on, Brocast? Tom, good evening, of course. Shout out to Australia, baby. We love you, baby. That's right. But yes, Alex, take it away. Um, Yeah, uh, man, I know a lot of people pissed at me, but I am not a big fan of Muhammad's fighting style. Oh, I'm really I'm not. Um, he does enough to get the win. He gets enough to get the decision win. And strangely uh, enough, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be pissed going this. The fuck? Uh, it is. It's people don't <laughs> like it. It's boring. It's right. And the fans don't like it. So he he complains about not getting shots and not getting recognition not getting the respect bro man it's entertainment first and foremost all right sorry i'll take <laughs> no thank you man yeah, you know. <laughs> um but yeah i mean I, like i said uh muhammad's you know kind of a slow starter and burns isn't burns is more explosive um you know gets right in your face starts to fight um just based on that, I just think Burns has improved so much. I mean, Muhammad too, but like I think Burns has improved a lot. You know, he's fought a little bit more intelligent, more smart game planning. You know, it takes his time, he knows what he has to do. He knows how to do damage very well. Um, so that's why I'm going to go with Burns on this one. I think Burns gets it done. Um, it's funny that you say that. Like, it's shocking if Burns wins, but I think it's shocking if Muhammad wins because I think, you know, I think Burns is just a, bit, a little bit more. Um, better than him overall, which if it's ground or if it's stand up, um, I'm, that's why, I, yeah, I'm gonna go Burns on this one. Uh, this, I'm gonna say decision, decision win on it. The only reason why I said that because I mean, this man took a fight less than a month, 
that's where I'm just really shocked. Oh yeah, that he, that's where I'm saying it, it shocked me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The other person that I know have done that has been Cowboy Donald Sorok and Shemayev. And Shemayev. That is there. You go. That's what I thought I was missing at. But yeah, Cal Cerrone, he fucking took one just last minute, and I believe he won both of those fights. He actually won both of them. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he won fucking both of them. Jesus, that's what I'm like. Okay, I, I like that. All right, yeah. So if Gilbert can bust that too, man, I hands down to him, man. Dana White, if you're watching this, listen to this. give this man a title already, man. Give him a title shot. Jesus Christ. Oh, I right. think he wants that. I think, I think he's fully for that. I think he'd rather have birds fight for the title than Muhammad. Yeah, I oh, totally. I honestly, I I agree. The only reason why I wanted that just to get him out of the way for you know for Edwards, I would say if let's say Edwards defeat coming to, we don't even know yet. We that's long way down from now, but just to give Muhammad his title. Okay, here your title shot. Move on. Uh, you know, don't we anything? I cannot remember Muhammad knocking out Brady. I, I just yeah, I can't same, picture man. it. I it's like it it's like Muhammad's fighting style is so boring that that's all that I can remember, and I can't believe that he's ever knocked anybody out. Um, but obviously he knocked out Sean Brady, and Sean Brady is a beast. So that obviously was a phenomenal performance and a phenomenal fight. And it was a standing TKO. I just don't remember it. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is um, crazy. I think this fight's going to be boring as fuck, though. I really <laughs> do. You're hurting me, man. Why? <laughs> well, Burns looked like shit when he fought Mass at all. Well, we know why. I mean, that, that we. We talked about this in the last like, recap. We don't why. I mean, that's he was obvious. carrying him. They're friends. I don't know, man. Burns looked phenomenal when he uh, Magni. 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 Yeah. It's like what? And Magni, right? Like Magni's a gamer. He's tough. He's better than for sure. Yeah, tough man. He's getting up there yeah. in age, but you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with the odds here. I think Gilbert Burns wins. Uh, I I hope I want to see something dramatic. I want to see something exciting. I want to see you know some big power shots and then a takedown and then a submission. I'd like to see that. I just don't think it happens. I think it's snooze fest and split decision win Burns. Um, and see, I know, like it it. Like if the fighters were listening to me, they'd be all butt hurt and pissed and you know, but at the same time, I wish they would fucking listen to me. Right? Because the first thing, yeah, you gotta win the fight. Yeah, you can't get hurt, you can't get knocked out. But man, especially in this weight class, you have got to separate yourself. You gotta be interesting, you gotta be exciting. And sometimes Burns has done that, but not every time. And certainly not the last time. And Mohammed, his reputation, even though it's somewhat apparently uh, unwarranted, as we have the knockout here, yeah, uh, Mohammed's reputation is that he's boring. Here we go. 
Come on, damn thing with play. Why is this? Why did it froze? Jesus. Let's see this knockout. Offering. There we go. That's some sloppy shit, though, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's really wild. Yeah. That was it. And it was an early stoppage. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was All an early right. stoppage. That was it. Like, okay. <laughs> and and uh. also, too, like, like it or not, like if Leon did fight Muhammad, I just like if, I hope Chris is watching this because we had an argument about this. But like I said, Leon versus Muhammad wouldn't it's not gonna sell. And the whole right. point UFC does care about pay-per-views and selling. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, Chris, but that, that's how it is. You know, yeah, I'm gonna let him well, see this. And sure. man, so much of it. Listen, the promoter's job and the promotion's job is to promote. One hundred percent, absolutely, I agree with you. But damn it, you got to give them something to promote, and that falls on the athlete. That falls on the fighter. If you're not good on the mic, get better. Which, yeah, which if you're Muhammad not, yeah. no, he's not good anywhere, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's not, that's not true. He's he. I hope he's, he's a watching good this. guy. He's a phenomenal teammate, <laughs> and he's a he's a strong competitor. But he's not. He's not charismatic. He's not interesting. Yeah. He's not exciting. He's not champion he's... material. He's not right? entertaining. And then he complains that he's not well-received. Well, man, it's your job to be well-received. It's your job to figure out what's not working and change it. Dare I cite Kobe Covington? He was winning and invisible. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. So then he went and talked to uh, you know Uncle Chell and figured out a, a gimmick. Yeah, and it worked. It worked. Yeah. You love him or you hate him. That's fine. True. Most people hate him, but I they love still Joe. they still buy to see him lose. But he wins. Ah, uh, so they buy again, right? Anyway, it's show business first and foremost. It's entertainment, but uh, you got to be able to fight, and you got to be exciting, and you got to make it interesting. And your work in the cage has to be interesting. Your work on the mic has to be interesting, and your media in between the fights, has to be interesting. Amen. Preach it, brother. Amen. <laughs> because that is the truth. It's just no lie to it. It's the damn truth. I mean, oh, can we say that? I mean, is that a difference, sir? You say it's enter from entertainment into sports, let's say, from MMA and pro wrestling. Is there a difference? Is there, are there the question is, are they the same? That's the question. They're, they're not the same. They're not the same. But... Uh... There's so there's a great deal of overlap, right? So, I I don't know a lot about professional wrestling, but I know a lot more than I ever thought I would because uh, one of my top fighters right. took a hard right turn and went jumped right into pro wrestling. <laughs> With wrestling, you got to put asses in the seat. People have to want to want to watch you, right? Yeah. So you got to cut promos. You got to be exciting. You got to be interesting. You got to have the look. You got to have the sound. Well, this absolutely the same can be said for fighting. Well, in fighting, you actually have to have the skill. You got to fight. You got to win. Well, there's a lot of skill in professional wrestling, too. 
and you got to be able to perform. You got to be able to sell and you got to be able to do your own stunts. You got to, you got to make it look right. So there, there's a lot of carryover. There's a lot of crossover. The thing is, man, people have got to want to see what you're doing. And if a fighter isn't an exciting fight, tur, it doesn't matter how much he wins. John Fitch comes to mind. John Fitch got relief from his contract on a winning streak because yeah. he was boring as fuck to watch. <laughs> Jesus. Right? Yeah. I don't, care. I don't care if you win on points. Nobody wants to see that shit. No, you don't want to see entertainment. We want to see highlights. We want to see excitement. We want to see shit talking. We want to see just trash talking. Uh, right? All, all of that, all of the above is we want to see. So, and I'll, I don't want anyone to any purist to be complaining about how it, it degrades martial arts and blah blah. Man, before the UFC, a skilled fighter was a fucking bouncer. That was the only that was the only career path. That was the only option that you fucking had. <laughs> kickboxing. It's... You didn't make money kickboxing. Today, you don't make money kickboxing. If you're a stand-up fighter and you're not a boxer, then you're semi-pro. Period. Because you still have to work full-time to survive. Yes, and you're not making enough money doing your professional sport. Well, I'm a professional. I get paid to do it. Yeah, but you don't get paid enough to call yourself a professional. You're semi-pro. Sorry. <laughs> I love kickboxing. I love Muay Thai. It's fucking awesome. I just wish it paid better. Well, it yeah. doesn't. Okay. Okay, it doesn't. Oh. So, right now, MMA is what's exciting. It's what's hot. It's the fastest growing sport on the planet. It's the most successful combat sport in the past quarter century so yes. fucking enjoy the ride don't fucking bitch don't complain do your fucking work be spectacular and make some money and get out with your brain intact that's oh. the game clip oh. this Simon I, I, I am going to clip this I am going to clip this but I have to play this for him Jesus. that's what I'm talking about that's why he's the MVP that's why he's the GOAT the GOAT <laughs> That's why he's the goat, they said. That's why that's why Coach Ranch is a fucking goat. He's the MVP. He brought it down tonight for all of you guys that are listening and watching. Oh man. I love it. Oh man. It's been I've been dying to hear someone say that. Right? Oh my god. And and shit, since I've got the platform. Ire. Engage your rage. My <laughs> system of fighting, my brand, the Ire Division, my team. We have the one bell philosophy. One bell rings, the fight's over before you hear the second bell. You go and get it done. It doesn't always happen that way, but we drive it that way. Yeah. We work that way. Because when you fight that way, you're going to have fans. You're going to get results. And you're going to be exciting as hell to watch. So that's what we preach. That's what we do. So yeah. Yeah. some people would say, oh, that's reckless. I disagree. Every second that you are in the cage of the ring is a second where something can go horribly wrong. So the faster you get it done, the better it is all around. The more exciting it is, the better your income is because per minute, you're making more money. 
You don't get paid overtime for extra rounds. You're just incurring extra risk being in there longer. So one bell, higher, baby. That's right. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Give my boy blue. Yes. My boy. Yes. All right, let's get into main event time, baby. Here we go. We got the main event for the UFC 288. As we have the Batweight division, it is the UFC Batweight Championship. Aljamain Sterling defending the Batweight Championship versus Henry Sahulu. The return of Man, Henry they Sahulu. did a really good Photoshop on these boys over here. Uh, you know what? On Sahulu, no, <laughs> I have a picture of him actually here. Is his, <laughs> this is like, what? Okay. Okay. 12-week evolution, and that's what they that's what they like. He was that size, and then look at him now. I was like, Yeah, 12 fucking weeks for him to get in that shape. I gotta give that man credit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh man. Al Jermaine, though, looking all fucking shiny and Photoshop. Photoshop. <laughs> I I was looking for a picture, his recent picture of him, and I can't I can't find a recent picture of him, but man, it just Jesus. Ah, I, I love are we going to talk about uh, Cejudo being out of the USADA pool and knowing Ooh. that he was going to compete again and knowing that he's getting older and taking yes. full advantage of... Yeah. Oh, I guess man. I already talked about it, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to say that's something for you to talk for last because, yeah, I, I'm going to give you that for for sure. But, man, uh, Cejudo's 36. Aljamain is 33. Right. 33? Yeah. Yeah. He's 33. Uh, so, <sighs> geez, I, I, I seen all the the promo, you know, everything else. is like, you know, that Cejudo, like, I'm going to come back and my belt. I don't know, man. This is a tough fight. It is, it is crazy that the fact that these two are technically <laughs> – well, another change. I don't. I gotta change it because as of today, that odds has changed. The betting odds now is Sterling at one hundred five minus one hundred five, and Sahudo at minus one fifteen. So this is really interesting. I, yeah, this is gonna be trouble for me. I like Sahudo, but I don't know. Sterling, on the other hand, he's been impressing me. Uh, I know. I know that his last fight wasn't. I, I can I say wasn't the best. Against who? Delisha. Yeah. I mean, second round. I he <laughs> it was okay. He um, fought Delisha. Yeah, but it, it was that but with Delisha. But it's Delisha. But it's fucking Delisha. He's out of his yeah. prime. Yeah. Is that when TJ had his se- shoulder separated? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean he was injured. Yeah, he was he was injured. I totally forgot about yes, you're right. I super forgot about that. That's probably man freaking frustrating me because he had a I was pissed hurt. and Sterling it fucking took forever to finish it. Jeez, man. He like, didn't finish it. Big fighter. Hey, got a guy that has fucking arm. Finish it. Forever, <laughs> man. But coach, what coach said earlier, and you, you got a, you got an undersized, minute. tiny little fucking, fucking chihuahua with like a, a gimp paw, like you said, man. Uh. Oh man, I, I'm, I know people are rooting for Cejudo. 
Uh, you know what? It's going to be. I don't know if Aljamie Sterling has a lucky rabbit because he's been lucky on his last fucking fight. Even in one prior. But see, Peter Jan, the, the one he fought Peter Jan, the rematch, Peter Jan didn't look like he really wanted that fight. Like, I, I mean, we go back and look at it. Jan didn't really want that fight compared. Like, he, he wasn't really hungry for it. I know there was a kind of like a miscommunication or no no communication that goes from Peter Jan's side compared to the starting side. But, uh, had, oh shit, man, this is going to be tough. And I'm going to get shitted on this, but I, it is what it is. I, I, I take Sterling's decision. I think that's – I have to play it safe. I take Sterling. I think he's going to, you know, be the top – because it's be considered undisputed? No, right? Because So who do I let – he vacated the belt, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vacated. So it'd be undisputed, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. I give it a start. I think Sterling got that lucky rabbit. I don't know where the hell you got it, son, but you're getting lucky in these fights. So good for you. You might get lucky in this one. And I got you for decision. That's I. There's really not much to take. I mean, I hate to say, but coach is right. This fight is not. Oh my god, it's spectacular. But I got Sterling on this one. I would love to get Sehulo, but. I have to go split analytically and looking at it from here and not from here. I think Sterling's going to take this one. That plays safe decision. I don't know, Alex. How do you feel? Do you feel different? Do you feel the same? Um, listen, I mean, Suhudo, uh, I mean, let's be honest. Suhudo is the reason why the flyweight division exists. Um, he saved the division. That's very true. Um, he beat Demetrius. Again, one of the greatest fighters of all time, you know, beat him, you know, took the belt, you know, got some really impressive wins. Um, every fight he had after Johnson, he approved every single fight, which is stand-up, his wrestling. You know, the stand-up got way better, increased way better. I mean, he knocked out the other shot in under a minute. You know, TKO, Dominic Cruz, who it's not an easy opponent to finish. You know, like every fight he was getting better and better and better. And, you know, when he retired, it was like, man, why, man? Like, you're doing freaking so well. Like, you're, you know, like on the verge to being one of the greatest of fight, the greatest fight of all time. You know, and then, uh, and with Sterling, you know, he's one, of, he's one of those guys, you know, like you said, very lucky on some of the wins he's had. You know, his title run hasn't been very, um, a lot of performance hasn't been dominating at all. Um, but I don't know. I like Suhudo. I think, like I said, he's getting better and better. But like I said, it's a layoff. It's a long layoff um, for him to come back. But like I said, I think he. I think overall, I think he's much better than Sterling. But either at stand up and or the ground. Um, again, his wrestling is top tier, top notch. And uh, if he wants to take it on the ground, he can take it to the ground. And and I think his stand up is better than Sterling. If it goes stand up, I think Suhudo could take him out on that too. So. I'm gonna go Suhudo on this one again. Mm. I think he's gonna be in the list uh, with John Jones, GSP, who made the return, and uh, this could be his <laughs> third title. So I'm gonna go Suhudo on this one. I think he finishes him in the third round. I'm gonna go uh, go TK on this one. And he's gonna retire again after that. I got my third belt. I'm out. I'm but done. here's the thing, though. Like I like Suhudo. <laughs> But I just don't think he ever get the credit you deserve. I mean, especially from Dana White. Like, I mean, Dana White's never liked him. I don't know why, but he's just never, you know, never really. The only reason why he retired, one of the reasons is because, you know, I don't think it was the money issue, right? I think it was one of the things that he. I know, think, but yeah, of what I was reading is with money issues. Um, 
I don't think he. I don't think he wanted to be Dana White's guy. No, I think that's probably yeah. what it is. You know, so we'll see. I mean, I think with this win, I know he wants to fight Volkanovski, but I know he wants to fight Sean O'Malley too. I think those are two on the list, and I think those would be really exciting fights. But this mm. is the first one he has to get across the list, and uh, yeah, I think he gets it done. I think so. He gets a third title. Okay, I mean, and looking at the reaching advantage, it's a little sixty-four inch, uh, starting seventy-one. Leg reach seven thirty-seven. So Hudo thirty-nine is Sterling. The height advantage, of course, Sterling has five seven, and so what is five four? I mean, I, but you know, height doesn't matter in the world of octagon. Remember that, ladies and gentlemen, it does never matter at all, even in the world of boxing. But yeah, the floor is yours. Come on, coach, give it to us. Give it so, to us, man. Uh, you know. I was all over the place doing research on this one. Uh, and, and if you look, I mean, these odds and even the new odds, it's, it's a, it's a coin toss, right? Cause it, yeah. All right. Well, you look at who Aljo has beaten and yeah, there's some impressive people on there. Right. So well, Suhudo beat the goat, but he also lost to the goat, but then he beat the goat. Uh, but his, list of names is far less impressive however gold medalist in one of the most yeah right so (laughs) wrestling gold medalist in the olympics oh god damn so all right well then yeah although he's got the reach advantage but he and he's got a funky style they call him yes, the Funk yeah, Master, the, right? The funk, yeah, they call him the Funk Master for that reason. Okay. So now it's like, okay, well, Aldo's, how can Aldo win? Keeping it, or Aljo, I'm sorry, not Aldo. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> keeping it long, keeping it funky. Now, one of the things that uh, Aljo usually does is hop on people's back and take the backpack and strangle. You're not going to do that to Cejudo. You're not. You're not getting his back. If you do get his back, you're not getting his neck. And you're not staying on his back. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Homeboy, Sudo is way too explosive, way too powerful, and just too damn good. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of learning and training for a high-level wrestler to become a high-level grappler. But it does take a whole lot of training for a high-level jiu-jitsu person to become a high-level grappler. Because wrestling is fucking hard. Yeah. And it and if you don't start when you're young, you're going to suck. So we got a lot of half-ass, sucky wrestlers in, in MMA. But uh, Cejudo is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Still is. Yeah. So his grappling is better than Aljo's. I agree with that. His power is better than Aljo's. His forward pressure is better than Aljo's. Okay, so how does Suhudo? Suhudo controls whether it takes whether it, when Suhudo wants a takedown, he gets a takedown. Aljo can't do that. Aljo doesn't have that option. He can't just go, I want a takedown, I'm gonna take it down. Suhudo says, I want to take down, and I don't want you to take me down. And that's just how that's going to be. Okay, well, then what about the striking? Well, Aljo has 
the the reach advantage and he's got the funky style so if he can keep it long keep it outside all right cool has aljo ever had a legit knockout a legit standing boom, one and done no okay fuck so that's not looking very likely <laughs> no it doesn't but what's it's not looking very likely so i i uh i also never really liked cejudo <clears throat> Because he did the King of Cringe and Triple C and all that shit. But then I realized that he was, that I was the fucking Mark. Just like with uh, Kobe Covington, right? If you don't like Kobe Covington, you're a fucking Mark. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's, it's an act that they're putting on to either to, to make you love him or hate him. And if you love him or hate him, you're a fucking mark. I love him, but you know, I just don't like a brother. That's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's, <laughs> there's other reasons I don't like him, but I, I, so, I this is not a politics. So once I realized that that uh, Henry was playing me, and I was like, okay, you got me. I like, all right, I like you. And, and then I started actually listening to him as a fighter, and then I really started respecting him. Like, all right, yes his skill level his pressure his power his tenacity the things that he's accomplished that no one else that is currently competing has accomplished okay we got to give it to him so uh i think suhudo wins i think suhudo is going to be champ i think suhudo wins in a dominant fashion does he does he get the knockout? He certainly doesn't get a submission. Does he get the knockout? I don't think so. I think it's going to be uh, a majority decision. I think he's going to get win four out of five rounds. Mm, like I think that. he's going to get the belt. I think after that, he's going to fight Sean Wait, O'Malley. Majority decision that you mean one judge is going to have it a draw? Oh, unanimous decision. Thank you. Oh. Unanimous. Yeah. No. Yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? What? <laughs> um, then he fights Sugar Shane and uh embarrasses him. Yeah. Then he gets his ass beat by Volk. Ooh, wow. wow. Um, That's wow. how I see it going. Because Volkanovsky the, you know, Cejudo is pushing for that fight, and that's that's the course that he's he's drafting out. And uh, Dana's all but said yes to all of it. Um, but Volkanovski is really becoming something else. Like uh, it's going to be spectacular to see Volkanovski and Rodriguez. That's going to be awesome to see. But Volkanovski has been training with Craig Jones. Yeah, and yep. what the like he's just become a totally different beast. And like the only reason he lost to Muhammad uh, to uh Islam Makachev was because he started slow and he didn't yeah. have the belief that he, he belonged there, and it took him a while to figure out that he could beat this guy. Yeah, that's true. So Volk. Does he take the rematch with uh, with Islam, or does he take the this easy money fight against the small, yappy, dangerous dude? Mm. Um, a, I think. Was... Go ahead. 
if if let's say Suhuda does beat Sterling, right, and he beats John O'Malley, yeah. and he beats Volk, right, that that make him a three division world champion. Then holy fucking shit, is, and I just shut does, my fucking mouth. Does that <laughs> make him the greatest? Would you put him as the greatest of all time if he's able to do that? It, it, yeah. How do you? And the big gold medalist on top of that. <laughs> come on now, come on now, right? So Olympic gold medalist, uh, three division, one twenty-five champ, one thirty-five champ, one forty-five champ, right? Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and look who he has to be to get there, right? Now he's we're already we got to give him more respect than we already give him, and yeah. and this is me talking, yeah. right? Because uh, he beat DJ. He beat Demetrius Johnson to get to have the the flyweight strap. That in and of itself puts him in this conversation of the, you know goat potential. Okay, he's an American Olympic gold medalist. God damn! And he's up in one thirty five. And he was he the one thirty five champ yet? He yes, yes. And then he was one thirty five champ, and then he walked away. And yeah. now he's coming back, right? Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure I have it right in my head. Yeah. So if he does that, if he beats Volkanovsky and has uh, the 35 cha- the strap and the 45 straps, yeah, he's he's in the conversation of, of, of one of the greatest of all times. Yeah, I, uh, I have to agree. Yeah. I have to agree with that. It's the truth. I mean, I think yeah. that's put him goat status. I just I just don't think he can beat Volk, but uh, hey. That's a bold statement, you know? too. A lot of people <laughs> think he can beat Johnson, but he did it. He did it. And he did it with a bad right? foot, too. He yep. was injured. Yep. Speaking uh, of Johnson, he's fighting Friday, too, which potentially could be his last fight. Uh, I, think. I think this is the last. Uh, really? I, like uh, I really just – I'm such a snob. Like I, I really, I don't care about Bellator. I don't care about PFL. I don't care about one. I want to. I want there to be competition. I want there to be free market. And then you go and you watch, and it's just, ugh. I also say, Rage, do you uh, like, especially PFL? I want to get your opinion on this. Do you like? Do you think the concept that one is doing, like putting kickboxing fights, putting jiu-jitsu and MMA fights in one card? Do you believe that it could? You know, have success. Um, because they are making the USD. You gotta have, you gotta have better fights. You gotta have better fights. You gotta have better, uh, better. It's gotta be better, and it isn't, and that's the problem. Yeah, I think it's cool to do that, but I don't know because remember, eighty-five percent of the revenue is casuals, right? So the shit that I like is actually not very profitable, right? So yeah, I think that's fucking cool. I think, hell yeah, let's fucking, let's have a smorgasbord. Let's have a all-you-can-eat buffet <laughs> of, of combat sports. Just make them all good fights and, you know, um, I think that stuff's cool. They did sell out, though, in the U.S. They, I think it sold out, so. Yeah. They're doing cool. something. Yeah. And the thing is, though, it's not about what I like. It's not about what the the hardcore fans like. It's not about what. We, it's what about what the casuals. Yeah, what they like. You know? Yeah, that's true. There's more casuals than the eighty-five percent of the revenue is casual viewing, and so, you know, 
there's name recognition and and spectacular violence so i think the risk with that is that people aren't going to understand the rule changes between kickboxing and mma and oh, wait why are they doing this and i hate mma in a ring i hate that so really i hate mma in a ring oh i love MMA in a ring why that's, why, that? that's the only reason why I watch Ryzen. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, I just, the reason why? Because <laughs> it's in a ring. It's so cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I, I hate when the referee breaks it because you're touching the rope. It's like, man, just fucking put him in a cage. Do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so I, I don't know. I, it's it's really annoying. Um, It does favor the strikers, though, being in a ring. Yeah. Yeah, which makes it better if you ask me because uh striking is more fun yeah. more knockouts and striking is more fun to watch than than uh than ground fighting so yeah well you there you have it ladies and gentlemen man we'll what, uh, is rising still is that still a thing yes <laughs> it, okay I, i'm surprised that it still is <laughs> no it is yeah yeah are, events. are they they have uh they have a lineage, right, of Yakuza. Didn't they? They used to be, before it was Ryzen, what was it? It was... Uh, it was Dream. Dream. And before and that, it was Pride. Rings. Right? Pride, then oh, Rings. Yeah. 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 So it's it's a hot mess. But uh, I, I I don't know. I thought it got shut down. But it's still no, going, it's you're saying? So, yeah. Okay. They just did their <laughs> Belter card. The Belter versus the Ryzen. Like, uh, oh. In January. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I wish I wish there were more talented fighters and better promotions. But uh, I mean, don't go wrong. We're not there yet. I mean, one thing I do like, one thing I do believe that Ryzen does better than UFC yep. is the entertainment. I mean, yeah, the entrances. Well, that's the, that's yeah. the Japanese way, right? Like, yeah. Man, yeah, some really, and see, that's the thing. Like, I just, I think what I would like to see is a promotion, you know, kind of like one where they've got the financial backing. But what I'd like to see is like them really develop the fighter camps and and help them out financially from the ground up. So then you're developing talented fighters and giving them a chance to get good, right? Because right now, the way the way everything is structured, you're just exploiting fighters from day one. And as amateurs, they're, you're automatically upside down financially. And then early pros, you're upside down. And then you finally, by the time you're actually making some money, you're just ready to, willing to take, any shitty deal that's handed to you um but that's why we don't have more talent that's why we don't have better fights that's why we don't have better promotions is because it's it's such a bad business structure and it's so exploitative that only the cream of the crop that are so naturally gifted and have you know, just the, the planets align and the luck of the draw. And then they all get sucked up and pulled over by the, you know, 
monopolized by yeah. the UFC. That's true. And then everyone else gets to fight over the leftovers. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's just so much now. I mean, you think about, like you said, PFL, the Delta One. That's not even counting bare knuckle or karate combat or like all these promotions. There's so, yeah. so many. What are your thoughts on the Connor going uh, doing, that, doing that bare knuckle? You know, I, I, uh, I didn't see it. I just kind of heard about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Man, I, might be, I mean, like, yeah. Well, he like, can't do it. We, anyway. we may never see it, right? We may never. Ne- that will never happen. Connor going to Bernardo, right? But the fact You're that saying he, he can't do it because of 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 the UFC. But the fact that he was there with a belt, it, I mean, he's in a ring, dude. As like, long Bernardo as Uncle won. Dana, as long as Uncle Dana is involved in the contract making, like he couldn't do boxing either. He was under contract when he did that with Floyd. But I, I'm surprised right? that, that they didn't shit on him for that, though, for him to go in there with the with the title. Yeah, he's in the ring. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm surprised they like did not piss at him because no, I don't think so because it's all marketing value. I mean, we all know what's going on. I mean, but it more favors for Bare Knuckle because he got Conor McGregor in yeah. the ring. Got him in but it, but right, it, but it's it's you know, a yeah. special like, like, scratch like your. It's exposure. It's exposure. You know, you know? and yeah. and uh, the UFC is happy to get any exposure. Yeah. Um. You know. Oh, God, I'm going to sound like fucking grandpa, but back in my day, <laughs> bare knuckle meant bare knuckle meant bare knuckle. It didn't mean that you got to wear that you were allowed to the wear wraps. a fucking it's it's a goddamn cast. Yeah, like, holy fucking shit. It's not it's not even just like it's not like gauze and tape like we do in under the under the gloves and in, in boxing. It's thick ass fucking tape. Casting. Oh, did you see freaking Rockhold's teeth? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, bro. Oh, god. <laughs> my whole career was bare knuckle. I I understand uh, the reality of. You it. see that? Oh, I saw the I saw the oh, picture. The picture? Oh, my I, I god. saw I, I saw the way he quit because, God, who's has anyone had a root canal? <laughs> you ever have a root canal? Yes, no, yes, okay, right? Instantly, fucking. Rockhold had two major root canals. Boom, no anesthesia at all. And it's just throbbing. throbbing. Like dental pain is incredibly painful. And and most people that are, that are listening to us now can relate, right? Because you you've had that fucking the Novocaine wear off and it that well, shit is oh he had two teeth snapped in half without any fucking Novocaine or anesthetic or anything. And it got a professional fighter. You know, I'm not a Rockhold fan in any way. And I, I you know, uh, whatever. But still, he's tough enough to have done very well in the UFC. And he quit like a little bitch. Because <laughs> he did. Because that, that fucking pain, bro, having your teeth snapped fucking hurts. And it and it hurts and it doesn't stop hurting. There's some there's some injuries where you know you get hit, bam, you get cut open. It hurts for a second, but then it stops, right? Yeah. You get it, broken rib. It hurts and then it stops and then you sneeze or laugh or twist the wrong way. It hurts, but when you fucking break your teeth, it just hurts and then it hurts some more and then it starts throbbing and then it hurts. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, 
<laughs> oh yeah, don't. Oh, I hate Rukina. Oh. But I think uh, I think bare knuckles cool. I am happy that uh, it's getting a following. Shout uh, out to Danny Diaz, by the way. That's right. right? We had him on and, the show. And I'm also, I'm I kind of like the trend of, I like the way where they have a bunch of unknowns and nobody's just getting in there and fucking throwing down. That's cool. And then like they the have ECW their own. MMA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Then then they build up guys that are of their brand that do very well and, and have their own little following. And then they bring in the, the MMA guys that are ready to cash out their final career and whatever notoriety they have. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of like, you know, it's like a wild, wild west sort of business model of like, Hey, let's, and, and I don't know. The fans are my kind of people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. I mean, there's not much to talk about. I mean, unless you guys want to have something in mind for the prelims or early prelims. There's only three fights in the prelims. Early prelims is one, two. Well, hold on. One, two, three, four. Yeah. I don't, pre- even, yeah, four, I don't four, even know prelims. who's on the prelims. Five in the early prelims. Um, you have nah. Daniel Santos, Johnny Munoz, Joseph Holmes versus Claudio Reberio, uh, Rafael Esteva versus Zaglas Zumagov, uh, Phil Haas versus Ikram. Ali, I can't even pronounce that, it's a Russian guy. Yeah. Braxton Smith, pa- Parker Porter, Marina Rodriguez, and Verna Chantry Roba, the Brazilian chick. I think she okay. Chaos Williams, Rolando Bedoya, and Kennedy Neshkub. Devin Clark, and then Drew Dober versus Matt Frabola. That's the prelim main event. So nothing much is really there, right? Yeah. Now I, I, yeah, I don't think it's worth talking about. Um, it's getting a little late. Yep, that's yep. right. <laughs> exactly. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys for tuning in here. We'll be back next week here to give recap the UFC two eighty. Don't forget, it's this Saturday. Um, pay-per-view and make sure you tune in because we will be definitely watching that fight and man I, we'll be can't wait to see uh the aftermath and i want to see if coach raises all his all his stuff is right i want to I'm gonna keep an eye on that so that's for sure <laughs> i will definitely keep an eye on that and while you at it ladies and gentlemen do not forget if you want to get your you know your your bet slips on for this upcoming fight it's coming up so get it you know Go on it now. If you want some more, you know, analysis, then we can we got it for you. You go to the bloodlinenetwork.com. You go there and get the analysis. Vaguely put up the best slips, it's already there. So make sure you go to bloodlinenetwork.com to get all that information for you guys. And like I said, I mean you just go there. Obviously, of course, all the if you besides MMA. Uh besides MMA and before and besides pro wrestling, there's also articles. Uh, of baseball, football, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. Make sure you tune in. Go to the bloodlinenetwork.com. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, the host team is what I would see. And of course, my modest of pain right here, Alex Modest, the five time champ. And he's back in action too. Follow him on Instagram. Tell him where to follow you, man, so they can see you in action, you know, back in, you know, in your Muay Thai fighter. Let them, let the people know where can they find you. 
Come on, your personal one. <laughs> Not oh, championship. My... Wait, my per uh, my personal? Give me your personal so they can follow. So they can see you uh, fight, man. Come on, you know, man. I don't, I don't what, need you fighters, you don't need fighters you? spying on my videotapes, man. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Fine. Just well, don't forget follow Championship on the Line podcast. Follow them uh, right now. Right now, take a little brief. Brief hiatus, right? Until further notice, you guys will come back and let us know. Yeah, we got some things coming up, so yeah, just stay tuned. And uh, yeah, we got some some things lined up. I'm excited for that. I'm stoked for that. And of course, you got to follow the man here, Iron Baby, the one man round right here. Follow him. There's also right below the description of all his socials and the YouTube, of course, for both of my hermanos here. So Shout out to everybody in the audio platforms. Brazil, thank you for keeping us going. You guys are always at number one. Thank you because I see the analytics. They love us up there in Brazil. Thank you guys for keeping us up there. We'll keep, continue <laughs> doing this for you guys. That is for sure. So once again, we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace.